Welcome back to Real and Raw with Ben Taylor. I'm excited to be able to talk to you today. Each week, whenever I'm doing these podcasts, I'm just stepping into what I've discovered and what I've gone through over the past week, specifically in the area of stacking. So stacking is this process of mentally rewiring my mindset, changing the thoughts that I have on a day-to-day basis so I can get clear with the truth. Now, the thing that's really interesting about the truth is you might have heard the phrase before that the truth will set you free. I believe that, but with a little bit of a twist. And the twist being we have to ground truth in the facts. If we don't actually look at the facts of the situation, then really your truth can get distorted really quickly. For the longest time, I viewed my truth as being my truth, like what I actually thought was real and right and honest. But in reality, I was just lying to myself. I was just changing the story that I believed to believe a different version of reality to make myself feel better about myself. And so you need to understand that the truth is irrelevant. What's actually relevant is the facts of the situation, how you're showing up on a day-to-day basis, what that looks like on a day-to-day basis, the evidence that's in your life. So part of this podcast is also me just going through and reading back and recording some of the evidence of me growing and developing on a day-to-day basis. So I don't plan these podcasts out. I don't sit down and be like, how am I gonna script this out? What am I gonna say? I literally just start the podcast and I pull up my stack software of going through what have I actually worked through this past week and I read through it while I'm on the call to be able to say, this is what I'm doing. This is what's showing up in my life on a day-to-day basis. I do a lot of these throughout the week. So a lot of times I don't even get through all of them or even close to all of them while I'm actually going through on this 30-minute podcast. But my goal is to be able to just show you how I'm showing up real and raw and honest every single day so that I can continue to grow. And it also provides a space and a place and a capacity for you to be able to grow in your life in opening up and in sharing your world with whoever you need to share it to. So welcome. And let's just dive right in. So jumping in, one of the stacks that I had this past week, I titled it Emotional Soul Release. And it's this idea of connecting to God and continuing to develop and grow who I am. There's this piece that I started off that I'm talking through saying, I'm afraid that when I open up my soul and my emotions, that they will consume me and I will not be effective at what I do. This was just coming off of a weekend being out in California with Warrior of being able to share my story. And when I shared my story, I'm hoping actually to be able to edit this and have my story up in a video form of me actually talking there. But when I shared it, I had to engage with different emotions and different feelings that I haven't felt in a long period of time. And part of that is scary. And part of that is like, I don't know if I can actually engage with these and still work through it. And so there's the story that I've had that I've been believing for a while now. Like, I know it's not true and I know that it's not where I need to be, but it's been allowed to operate and run in my life for a while now. I know that it's not the truth. I have to be willing to give it up and eradicate it 100%. There's no other way that I can do this and step into who I'm called to be if I'm holding back. And then I write here, I said, I'm still hiding. Hiding in years of compartmentalization, years of disconnecting emotions and feelings. Here's the thing I've believed, the lie that says if I do not bring emotions to the forefront, then I won't have to feel, the, have to feel, and then I will be effective at what I do. And in fact, that is false and is something that is actually only limiting me from being really real, from me being really raw with a lot of people. I have been in so many ways, but not emotionally. This is a process that is probably one of the hardest pieces for me to do is to be revealing emotionally. 
Like I reveal a lot of shit online. Like I talk about my life. I talk about the affairs. I talk about all the things that have happened. But to actually engage with the emotions is not even at a point where I'm consciously avoiding it. I'm not on social media being like, hmm, don't feel, don't feel. Like I'm not thinking that. But it's a piece that is just automatically happening and has happened for such a long period of time that engaging with emotions feels extremely difficult. And so in this reality of trying to be able to connect and show up real and raw, it is a process and it is a progress that I'm working on every single week of how do I actually show up different? How do I actually gauge with emotions? So a while back, we were sitting down at our kitchen counter meeting with our therapist. And our therapist over Zoom was talking to us and working through one of the problems that I was struggling in creating space for my wife. And what I mean by that is being able to create emotional safety and emotional safe space for her to be able to talk, feel, and express without judging or trying to fix the problem. And we'd work through a lot of different places and a lot of different things where I was able to grow and create space. And in one of these areas, it was extremely difficult. In particular, over the past two years, one of the big things that came up that was extremely difficult was our inability to have a second child. And it took about a year and a half before we got pregnant with our second kid. And inside of that, there was many times that Kayla would just want to throw in the towel and be like, I'm done. I'm tired of being disappointed every month. Like, I I just don't know if I can emotionally keep handling this. And there was a part of me that wasn't able to hold space. Like, I just wasn't. And inside of the therapy session, the therapist like looked at me and was trying to get me to open up and talk through a couple different things. And he finally had me take both of my hands and put them in the center of my chest and just hold kind of like my heart area. And then he had me close my eyes and he had me like really think and really feel like, why was I not able to hold space for Kayla? And then really think and feel what would it be like not to have another child? What would it be like to actually experience that with only one child? Knowing that the fact that I grew up an only child, my wife grew up an only child, and we both wanted our family to be bigger than just one child. And so in sitting there and holding my hands over my heart and closing my eyes and starting to think about it, I felt this resistance of like emotion inside me, this resistance that didn't want to let it out, that didn't want me to expose the feelings because the feelings, they felt they felt difficult. They felt hard for me to be able to work through. They felt like emotional. And those are all pieces that I'd, I'd worked on breaking down. I'd worked on hiding. I'd worked on compartmentalizing for such a long period of time. And then as I sat there, I slowly started to feel. And when I started to feel, the tears started to come. I started to sob. Like I started to realize that there was a deep pain that I was trying to avoid. And that pain was this piece of not having another child when that's what I wanted. I didn't realize I wanted it that deeply. I didn't realize it was that ingrained in who I was. And I didn't realize that the pain that I was feeling was also some of my own pain, but then my wife's pain. And it was a piece that was felt new to me. Being able to engage with the emotions and the feelings that way that I'd never done to that level and to that depth. And inside of this, I realized that part of what I'm trying to do on a day-to-day basis is continue to grow and develop myself to be the person that I'm called to be. And part of that means I have to get really raw emotionally. That's really hard. Like It's really hard to be able to engage on that level consistently. 
And like I was starting off in the stack, this whole idea of if I engage with my emotions, it's going to make me ineffective. Like it's not going to let me actually do the things that I need to do. It's not going to let me be the person I need to be. It's not going to let me walk into a session and deal with someone's shit and then walk out of the session and go talk to my wife and daughter and not have it be still attached to me emotionally. Like that's the story. That's the lie that I'm believing so many different times. And so I, I don't want this to kill my effectiveness. Like that's part of the story. Like I keep, I keep thinking that people will need to see something or other, but this is the part that really and really needs to connect me more than anything to everybody else. I have to be willing to go there in the emotions. I, I think I go there, but I do it oftentimes in a non-emotional way. I'm like, well, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. But it's, it's not actually engaging with the heart. It's not engaging with how I'm actually feeling. And so this piece of trying to break down a little bit more trying to go a little bit deeper inside of who I am, trying to go a little bit deeper into the shit that I've done, the shit that I feel. Because the more I'm able to do that, the more I'm able to connect with the other person on the Zoom call. The more I'm able to connect with the other person that's hurting, that's trying to figure out how do I pick back the pieces? How do I, how do I find who I am again? How do I develop my confidence? And so this process of coaching and leading other people, it starts with me. Like every single day, it starts with me getting really clear on who I am, on the direction I'm going, and the emotions, like the icky feelings, the things that are inside that I'm like, I I don't really want to feel this way. I don't really want to share this. I don't want to really work through this. And that's the piece that I'm running after. Like that's the piece that I'm trying to unlock and continue to grow in so that I can actually be the person that I'm called to be. So I can actually show up in a consistent, in a healthy way. And that's one of the pieces I talk about inside the stack as well. Is like, I don't know how to do this consistently. Like to consistently feel on that level is extremely hard. Like I feel at times, I feel at times I'm not the right guy, right? Like, like I feel at times I'm not the right guy to lead the people that I lead because I feel like I'm not showing up how I need to show up to the depth and the level that I need to show up that I know I'm capable of, that I know I should, that I know is possible. It's really hard. Sometimes there's peace inside of me that I'm like, I don't feel like I'm the guy to stand up and show other people the way. Like I see it and I I feel it that I'm going to have these times in my life. I don't feel like the person I should be doing it. But right now, as I look out at what I'm doing, I know I'm the person I need to be. I know I'm standing in a gap that a lot of people don't know how to be able to stand it. There's not a whole lot of people out there that are doing my particular niche. There's not a lot of narcissists, toxic people out there that are then turning around and showing people, hey, by the way, this is how you get free. Like this is how you liberate your mindset, your thought process to be free from the shit that you're currently stuck in. But it's hard. There's times where I want to doubt myself. Like I want to doubt what I'm doing. I want to doubt where I'm going. I want to doubt where I'm at. I want to doubt how to do it. There's so much that like I want to do that rises up and makes me think, ah, maybe you can't do it. But I have to. By stepping back and becoming the most real and the most raw that I've ever been, pulling back the curtain more on emotions, on the things that I felt, on how I've shown up, but learning how to actually paint a picture of my life. I've not done that before. And I need to do that more and more as I continue to grow. And so I step into a piece where I'm kind of talking and and responding back and forth. And this question came up of like, why have you been so afraid to open up? And I mentioned there's been this fear that if I engage in the emotional side, that I will then feel and be less effective in what I do. 
What is that reason you're not that effective? What if, what if that is the reason you're not effective? I can see that now. I didn't see it then. Tell me more. There's part of you that thinks if you close off a section of your life that I made, then you will be more effective when in reality you're trying to hold back some of your humanity in order to serve more. You're not a robot. You're not a person that is going to liberate thousands by being perfect and a put together person, by not revealing the good and the bad in your life. You need to see and realize that this process of revealing is going to be really hard, but it needs to happen because if you do not, you will lose it all. You'll have to lose it all to have it all. But if you have, if you try to have it all, then you lose it all. And part of this is just holding on to the emotions. Like being able to let go and be able to say, hey, by the way, this is the shit that I feel. This is the distraction stuff. This is the piece that's that's holding me back. That's keeping me stuck. That was one of them. That was one out of like five prayer stacks and like 20 other stacks. Then it was Monday that I stepped into a counseling session with my therapist and we went through different modality and kind of like a, it's almost like a meditation process with a, her acting as a guide, but she's not really guiding. She's just asking questions as I'm going through it. And it was, it was fascinating. It was really interesting. And the main piece that came out of it was this fact of no matter what direction I go, no matter what I do, God keeps bringing me back to him. Like it was a really interesting meditation of this piece where I'm going different directions. I'm trying to move in different places, but every single time I keep coming back to him. And it was interesting because inside of this, I started to realize and I started to think through like, where have I been either avoiding or where have I been just exploring and then realizing, hey, God wants me still to do the thing that I'm called to do. Like to still be able to show up and kind of work through things. And it was hard because going through all this, there was a piece where I started walking into it being frustrated because I'm like, how am I supposed to keep up with everything? Like, I feel like I can't keep up with everything. I wasn't getting a whole lot of sleep that particular night. Like I was just frustrated. And some of it, like I just felt frustrated, annoyed because I didn't feel like I was showing up the way that I need to be. And so as I was working through all this, there's a piece of trying to figure out how do I continue to grow and develop me and continue to be on the right path, like the right direction that I'm actually supposed to be on. And there's this process of letting go. And oftentimes when we talk about letting go, it's letting go of the direction, the feeling, the needs, the desires of me being right and me doing the things that I think I have to do. Sometimes it's just letting go and saying, okay, God, where are you taking me? Like, what do you actually need from me? And inside that moment, there was a piece where it wasn't needing me to do and execute and fulfill a bunch of things. It was simply just the fact that I needed to rest in him. Like a period of like trusting in him, a period of resting in him, a period of my confidence being secure in who he is and how I'm showing up. And it was interesting because I commented and I mentioned inside this to God, I was like, I just feel annoyed. He was like, it's okay to feel annoyed. Just don't let annoyance let you get farther behind. Don't let it distract you. Instead, let it keep you on a schedule so that you can continue to move forward in a positive way. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Like, I can make sure I'm moving forward. I don't even know what I'm walking away from this stack with. I feel lost and confused. I mentioned, okay, what is the lesson that you can learn from that? And something on the lines of when I let myself get confused and distracted, I lose focus of where I really want to go. Distraction will keep me from growing and developing. 
When I get distracted from the daily work, I lose sight of who I'm becoming. See, look at that. There's more than what you thought you wanted to realize. You have to put it out there and work through it. And so a big piece of life is going to throw all these different distractions. For me, I get distracted and then I get pissed off that I get distracted. It cycles me into a piece of like shame. It cycles me into a piece of like, "Ah, I don't really like this. I really hate this. And this could be like a big distraction or a little distraction. Like this could be be me just scrolling on social media for a couple more minutes than what I wanted to. And all of a sudden I've wasted more time and I'm like, oh gosh, now I'm behind. Like this could literally be me working out in the morning and instead of taking 90 second intervals and breaks, like I take five minutes and then I'm like, crap, now I'm running behind. Like there's a lot of different pieces that I'll see distraction and then I'll get pissed off at myself for being distracted. Oftentimes that just makes me more distracted and it spirals me out. Well, we step into the next stack. This one was titled Listen and Act. And I've talked about this before with many different people. And 2023 was this period of me learning how to listen and act. But it doesn't always mean that it's going to work or that it's going to happen the way that it's supposed to happen. So what I mean by listen and act is there's typically a gap between listening and doing. And when you think about this, you might know that there's something you need to do, but then how long does it take for you to actually do it? And part of 2023 was being able to understand, hey, God is going to tell me and show me through other people what I need to do. How long is it going to take for me to actually do it? What would happen if I could shorten that gap between hearing and then actually doing? And so when I went into this, I already had this context. And so I walked into, I said, I feel like listening and acting is off. Based on Monday and me talking to my counselor and the things that came out of it, there seems like there is nothing that I could do that wouldn't come back to God. Either way, I was always, either way, I always are back to him. So the question inside of meditation session was simp- was this idea of why am I avoiding the call? This is really interesting because the whole, as a whole, I don't think that I'm avoiding the call of who I need to be, of what I need to do. The problem was that I got out of the opportunity to pray and connect at the end of my group calls. I didn't do that after Monday's session. Did I miss the message? Did I just avoid what was I supposed to do? So there's this peace inside of it that I felt like God was leading me to actually do this, like to actually have a prayer at the end of my group session that I run with on Monday. Not everybody's a Christian in there. Not everybody cares about the prayer, but I've done it before. And it's just a piece where everybody's accepted. Like whether you're whether you're coming from a different category or a different direction or a different religion, like it doesn't really bother me. It's a piece of me saying, hey, I'm connecting to God in this moment and it's what keeps me driving and keeps me connected to helping you. So we're gonna wrap up with prayer this way. And it was interesting because I had this piece of where God mentioned and God laid on my heart, hey, do this. That I got to a place and I didn't. Like I've grown so much in listening and acting, but when then I just drop the ball when it comes to this. Why? There's a part of me that feels fearful of what people will think or say. There's a part of me that doesn't even care anyway, so why does it even matter? There's a part of me that doesn't want to lose people because I say something about God. There's a fear and a worry that I have. What's the difference right now? I can't care about that. If I lose people over that, then they weren't supposed to be here anyways. I still have to listen and act regardless of how I feel or what I think about it. I just have to step forward in faith each and every time. All last year, listening and acting was on my mind, and I made a focus and an effort to make sure that I was doing that consistently because I knew and figured out how much that transformed my life when I was doing it consistently. 
Now I have the same opportunity to listen and act and hear what God is saying and telling me to do as I step into the next stage of life and development. I know that he is in control and I need to give him that glory and honor anyways. Help me release the feeble hold on the things because that only that I hold on to only messes up more and more. It doesn't help me win or be grounded in the things that really matter. I have to continue to rise and I can only do that in doing what I know is required and executing on the things that I know I need to do. And so it's interesting because this piece of listening and acting, you can get to a place where it becomes just normal. And so one of the things that's interesting is this concept of new to normal to numb. So beginning of 2023, listening to God and like doing something that he told me to do and shortening the gap of trying to do it as quick as possible is brand new. Like it was this piece of this is really amazing. Like I just had three people that are completely separate mention the same thing of what I need to change or what I need to do. I'm going to do that because that has to be a prompting more than just a coincidence. That has to be a prompting of God of this is what I need to change. And here's confirmation from two other people. And so inside of 2023, that gap kept getting shortened and shortened. There's something that was new. And then it becomes something that was normal, which isn't a bad thing. It was just, it was normal to me to start to think of how do I actually close that gap and keep it smaller. But the problem is when something becomes normal, oftentimes we have the tendency to fall into a place where it becomes numb. And what I mean my numb is not the fact that it doesn't have any feeling at all, but that it just doesn't seem to have the same weight doesn't seem to matter the same, doesn't seem to amount to the same aspect as what it did a year ago. And so inside of all of this, there's a piece of me becoming numb to the fact of, hey, this is what I committed to and this is what I'm trying to do of showing up in this way. And so this whole stack had to be able to dive back into that to a certain degree and be able to talk through it, just going into it, understanding, hey, I've been struggling in this fact of listening and acting this year. Like there's been pieces of God saying, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to go this direction. I need you to pivot in this way. And I've been like, are you sure? When last year, just be like, okay, done. And so it was this piece where I have to review and go back to listening and acting. And in dialoguing back and forth inside the stack, one of the things that came out, it says, listening and acting will always be one of the hardest things for you to do. The more that you do them, the better it will be in working through your mindset, thought process, and emotions. God says, I can't work with someone who will not listen or will not act on what I tell him to do, because otherwise that person is useless to me and I will find someone else who's willing to step up. And I said, I see that. I don't want that for me. I don't know why I get so scared at times just following through in some of the small and basic ways, but is what I need to do in order to grow and to rise. Please help me to see that is not an option. They responded, there's always an option on what you want to do. I do not force you to do anything. But if you do want to rise the way that you say that you do, then there's no other way. You have to jump and move to the level and the degree that I'm telling you, regardless of how you feel or what you are thinking. That makes sense. Thank you. Please help me step up into who I'm called called to be. Help me to hear and see from you and act on it. So like one of the things that's interesting is how do you listen and act? Like, how do you continue to move forward in a healthy process knowing, hey, this is what I'm called to do. This is what I know I need to do. This is what's required for me to grow and to develop. And then what is the gap between that? Like, how many seconds, how many minutes, how many hours, how many days, how many months go by until you actually do the thing that you know that's required for you to grow? This is the piece that I've struggled with, and this is the piece that I still struggle with. 
This is me just being transparent. Like I knew I was supposed to do something this past week and I didn't do it. And then later throughout the week, I'm like stacking about it because I realized, wait a second, there was something I was supposed to do. I was supposed to do this. Like Tuesday night, I was supposed to pray at the end of group session. Now, I need you to understand as I'm talking through this, this isn't me beating myself up, okay? So don't think I'm on like a self-righteous crusade of like, oh, woe is me, let me beat myself up because I didn't do it. No, this is just me like being transparent and just acknowledging, hey, this is where I dropped the ball. There's not a piece of guilt and shame that's beating me down, that's making me feel like I'm the worst person ever. There's a piece of me understanding, hey, where I am right now, this is a piece that God told me to do, and this is also that I didn't do it. So what does that mean? That means the next time, I do it. This next week, I do it. Tonight, actually, we have a a meeting tonight. I do it. I pray at the end of the session. Period. That's it. No other option. Because what it does is it starts to transform and change my thought process when I actually do what's required. When I step up into who I'm called to be. When I move forward quickly, I start to realize that this is the exact direction that I've been called to go all the time. Stepped into another stack that was really just a prayer stack, but it was gratitude. There was a lot of gratitude built into it about how far I've come, where I'm at, what's going on, and just like the winds of life. There's a piece of being able to look back and be able to see how much we've been able to grow, like my wife and I. Monday this week, a couple days before Valentine's Day, which is Kayla's birthday, I try to celebrate kind of both on on different days just to try to make it a little bit more special for her. But we went out to eat uh, at like a resort. And then from there, we got on a carriage ride. It was kind of like, it's just different, right? And just spending the time and just driving around and just spending time together has been huge. And it's been so different compared to what we used to do, how we used to show up, how we used to act, how we used to respond. And it was just fascinating to be able to spend quality time together, talking, laughing, interacting, and just hanging out. Where a year ago, that was there, but it wasn't as deep. Three years ago, that was non-existent. Like we hated each other. I showed that I hated her by my actions. And so it's been fascinating to see how much has transformed over the past couple of years. Like how much has changed and how we interact and how we talk and how we engage and how we love and how we just communicate with each other. It's absolutely amazing and incredible. I wouldn't be here without God, without therapy, without warrior, without stacking, without all of these different things. Like there'd be no possibility for me to be here now for our marriage to even survive and for life to be the way that it is. But for me, there's like this huge piece of being able to look back and just be, just be thankful. Like just be really, really encouraged and blessed that this is where I'm here now. Being able to spend time with my wife that we're actually engaged and loving and connected, being able to go on dates with my wife, being able to go on dates with my daughter, having a second daughter on the way, like all of this has been really amazing and really incredible to see, to feel, and to experience. So I want you to think today, where in your life are you struggling with listening and acting? Hearing and knowing what you need to do, what's required for you to be able to move from point A to point B? What's required for you to grow, to change, to develop? What's required for you to transform your life? What's in the way of that? And how do you actually move past that? 
And then how long will it be before you actually act upon it? Before you actually do the things that you need to do? This is a process that I want to encourage you to shorten the gap. Because the difference between you and someone else that's winning out there, the difference between you and someone who's successful in their business and their relationship and their life, the only difference between you and them is the gap between their willingness to listen and act and your willingness to listen and act. So how long is that gap in between? If you're listening to this podcast today and you're wondering, hey, I'm listening, what do I do to act? Then I'd invite you to go to rawmotivations.com. It's my website where you can go there. You can be able to schedule a call with me. You can be able to look at some of the challenges, some of the pieces that we have, because I want to invite you to take the next step, not just listen and hear me, but when you listen and hear, you're like, hey, what he's saying resonates. What he's saying is something that I want in my life to be able to continue to grow and develop who I am. Then reach out. Go to rawmotivations.com today. Look forward to seeing you and hearing from you. Not that I'll hear from you, but you'll hear from me. Looking to talking to you next week when I talk through Real and Raw with Ben Taylor, diving into my stacks, the progress, the transformation that's happening on a day-to-day basis, continue changing my mindset to become the man that I need to be.